only the days, but life itself lengthens in summer. I would spread abroad my arms and gather more of it to me, could I do so. From Richard Jeffries, the English naturalist, 1848 to 1887. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Almanagio Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. This is the almanac for the new Sturgeon Moon, August 6 to 12, 2010. And here are some natural events for this quarter moon. Walking along the multi-lithic beach at our Cobbscook Bay Field Station, we came upon a large charred circle of slate gravel below the high tide line. At its center were blackened rocks cracked and crazed by tremendous heat. Around this was a larger circle of ashen gray gravel, and around that was a third ring of rust to pale orange, scorched shale that faded off into the shiny slate gray of the unburned beach. This was simply the site of a huge brush and driftwood fire we built here not long ago. The ash and the charred wood from that conflagration had been washed away by the tides, leaving only this circular image of intense heat. It looked like a benign Andy Goldsworthy construction, or more ominously, the destruction of Hiroshima and Nagasaki we saw in news maps on the anniversary of that day when we became the only nation so far to use nuclear weapons against civilians. Meanwhile, here we're and, and all along the Northeast, we're feeling the real heat of an old-fashioned summer, like the endless summers of childhood, sliding so slowly away around mid-August on sinister notices of back-to-school bargains at the 5 and 10, with sales on pencils, notebooks, and lunch boxes. The heat and humidity of the past several weeks, with the occasional steamy thunder showers on simmering stones and streets have finally warmed us like a sweaty summer sauna, driving out the accumulated chill of winter's past and draping distant ridges and hills in a warm fog until they seem so soft and far off. That last lone crystal of ice has melted from the marrow of our bones and we're warmed all the way through. The waters of the ponds feel like a bath, and even the water of the bays has less startling chill as it stings with salt every cut or scrape on the skin. We slow down, we swelter, and we love it. Here's a field and forest report. Black-eyed Susans now are showing their faces sunward in orange swards in the fields. Queen Anne's lace adds its delicate decoration. Uh, the shocking pink fireweed is almost through, blooming to the point of its steepled stalks and putting out its thin red seed pods below. And I notice also that the uh, evening primrose is starting to come in with its uh, come into bloom with its yellow flowers along the roadsides, the flower that closes in the daytime and opens up at night. Raspberries squish soft and sweet on the tongue, having seeds between the teeth to be teased out and eaten at our ease. 
our Blueberry Barons. Uh, now the rakers laboring away, swinging their tines behind lines of white twine. Apples are sizing up, and like us, they're showing some red on their sunny shoulders. And in the morning, dewy gossamer webs of Agelina nivea, the little uh, trampoline spider that you can see in the grass spread out all over the stubble, now that the haying and the mowing are nearly gone. And here's a saltwater report just below the surface. The mackerel are fleeting and flashing silver flanks to the sun. Mackerel fishers line the docks and the breakwaters, casting again and again. Gulls, terns, and cormorants throw back their heads as their catch slides slick down their throats. Sandpipers and yellow legs strut along the shores, raising their feet as if on a hot sidewalk. Then they fly off, all piping together in squadrons, skimming over the waves, all moving in exactly perfect formation. Sweet, hot, moist summer, wondrous summer. And the Critters of the Week, Time Magazine reports, though only a decade ago scientists were arguing over whether animals had feelings, researchers at the University of Colorado and UCLA are now declaring that the argument is pretty much over. I guess it took them a while to catch up with all the rest of us. Animal emotion is now accepted as mainstream biology. Quoting the scientists, Dogs, chimps, hyenas, monkeys, dolphins, birds, and even rats possess not just raw emotions, but also envy, empathy, altruism, and a sense of fairness. Hey, Rover, did you hear that? And finally, here's a seed pod for you to carry around with you this week. This one from Edward Abbey. It's a foolish, simple-minded rationalism which denies emotion to animals. It seems to me possible, even probable, that many of the non-human, undomesticated animals experience emotions unknown to us. What do the coyotes mean when they yodel at the moon? What are the dolphins trying so patiently to tell us? Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from me. Go out and see for yourself.